me. I've been listening to a lot of the Sousa. been listening to a lot of Sousa re- recently. Getting off on Sousa. John Philip Sousa? John Philip Sousa. The man, John Philip Sousa. Creator of many marches. And the Are you Sousaphone. into marches? Are you down with marches? And the Sousaphone. You made Named the Sousaphone. Um, That's a wacky instrument. It wasn't Dr. Seuss, as I had initially thought, because it's a very Seuss-like instrument. It's a big tube with a horn. Huh. Yeah. Dr. Seuss, that guy made some wacky-ass instruments. I would like to play various Dr. Seuss instruments. Has anyone ever made the Dr. Seuss instruments? I bet they have. I'm sure somebody you can go up to, and there's an article on uh, on Collider, or, I don't know, Media Biz, or some some yeah. website. Meat Spin. One of those, meat, one uh, of those websites. <laughs> and, uh, was Dead Spin based off of Meat Spin? I believe so. That's true. How That's many times did you watch the Meat Spin? Uh, it's like only a couple of hundred, I think. I watched it a lot. Did they ever sync up Meat Spin? You know that that song, that polka song, that vocal polka song, the vocal polka song. Um, yeah, remember that one? Is that, that a Scatman John? No, no, it was Loey Tuma, I think is the name. I, I don't know. I think it's Czech or Dutch. or Tuma? Uh, That's an unfortunate name. I guess so. Doc, uh, what is it? It's a Tuma. What? It's a Tuma. It's a tu- <laughs> and the tumor starts singing. That'd be funny if it was a cute little tumor. Yeah, Why singing, hasn't anyone done a cute little tumor yet? Singing tumors. I mean, that kind of did in um, the movie How to Get Ahead in Advertising. Is that is that a movie? Yeah, you don't know this movie? No, no, what is this movie? It's the spiritual companion to Withnal and I. Mm-hmm. And it's by the same director, I believe, is named Bruce Robinson, or mm-hmm. that's the name of the Iron Maiden singer. I don't know. Right. Uh, one of, potentially, <laughs> Bruce Robinson. Potentially um, but, Bruce Robinson. you know, main character actor is uh, Richard E. Grant. Your favorite, Richard E. Grant. My favorite actor. And in How to Get Ahead in Advertising, he plays an advertising executive who develops a boil on his neck. And then one day the boil starts talking to him. (laughs) And the story progresses from there. No spurlers. No No spurlers. I'm not going to spurl it. Uh, But find that movie. You'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people, that's a trope. And when you have a disease, you start talking to your disease or your disease becomes an externalized thing. Well, the disease is advertising. Well, there, there you go. The disease was advertising, it's, it's just like very, our Mad Men. Very interesting. It, it yeah, has one yeah. of the best endings, um, so I can't spurl it. Mm-hmm. But go to your local library, see if they have it. Go to your Barnes and Noble. Go to mm-hmm. your bookstore. Uh, get yourself a Blu-ray. Get yourself a Richard E. Grant Blu-ray. Yeah, go on, go on Google.com and search how to get ahead in advertising streaming where. <laughs> the streaming where you know what i re- i realized this year it don't matter the order of the words you use to search yeah. on google it don't matter the order of the words and you soon don't have the to. semantic ordering will not even matter in the english language i mean there's some languages where it doesn't matter like russian and latin you know you can put the words in any old order yeah they all make sense together like a big stew what if language was a stew? What if, you know, language, language is sort of like sushi right now. It's very regimented, you know, everything's in place. And what if language were more like a stew? 
You know, this is my TED talk. Mm -hmm. What if language were like a stew? First, you got the onions, and those are the verbs. And then, <laughs> then you got the carrots, and those are the adjectives. And, you know, what if you put them all together, though? What if they, instead of being a pot, you know, they were in like something like that was a, a combined liquid, sort of like a stew? That's yeah. correct. So, yeah, I think if language were stew. And, you know, my character, this is the character. And, you know, the kicker, my name is stew. My name is Stu, Stu uh, Gordon, the creator of Reanimator. And, and now, now it's Stuart Gordon, the creator of Reanimator. This is where the bit is gone. I'm Stuart Gordon, the creator of Reanimator. I love Reanimator. I love the theater. I love body horror. And I also love Stu. Bet you weren't knowing that. Bet you weren't thinking about it. Got me looking up the definition of inflection as it relates to linguistics on this episode. Sure. This All free right. episode of House of Decline, which you can get more of if you go to patreon.com slash House of Decline. All right. Do you want me to read uh, some Wikipedia about inflection? Yeah, this is like Christopher Nolan's inflection. Yeah, you got to read it. Okay, so this will make about as much sense to you as a Christopher Nolan movie. All right. In linguistic morphology, inflection is a process of word formation in which a word is modified to express a different grammatical category, such as tense, case, voice, aspect, person, number, gender, mood, animacy, and definiteness. The inflection of verbs is called... Only those things! No other things! I see you're more of a uh, descriptivist rather than a prescriptivist. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if we want to get into these linguistics weeds here. I don't know if we want to. We should email Noam Chomsky and see if he if he replies. There's other linguists out there. Right now, he's focusing on the most dangerous radical group in the world, the Republican uh, Party. The Republican Party, yeah. yeah. GOP or terrorists? They are. They are. They are the modern terrorists. I mean, I mean, in a way, I mean, they cause a lot of mayhem. You know, they're bad guys. They wouldn't. Yeah. Imagine the world without Republicans. What would the world be like without Republicans? Would well, it be a shiny, happy world? I'm or, sure or they, would they would be... start, they're going to start hopping up and down about Lincoln. They're going to be like, but Lincoln. Well, yeah. We're the party uh, of Lincoln. I was thinking today, it, it seems to me, like if I'm using my terrifying prediction goggles, that uh, Donald, Donald Trump is probably going to get elected to be president again. Sure, if that's what your terrifying prediction goggles tell you. My terrifying prediction goggles. The future... That's not really a terrifying prediction. The future is waging war on the present. Yes. Because of sea level rise. Because of Tenet. Because of Tenet, absolutely. Because they're trying to prevent Christopher Nolan from making any more movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be funny if, like, uh, he got the idea because time travelers keep trying to assassinate him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see any more shitty movies, Chris Nolan. Hey, this gives me an idea for a shit movie. Is he British? Yeah, he's British. Why does he make movies with American-accented people? Uh, you think he should only British people should only make British movies? I think whatever accent the director has, every character in the movie has to have. That's why all of like that's why for so long, every time there was a foreign movie, the direct like <laughs> yeah. every actor, you know, it's like a movie about. I don't know, Peter the Great in Russia uh, and every yeah, actor. That's why in Brokeback Mountain, all of the characters are speaking in a very racist Chinese accent. Because 
Yeah. <laughs> it's Ang Lee directing that movie, so all the white actors <laughs> that would have, have been to do awesome. a Chinese accent. <laughs> that would have been so awesome. Back Mountain. I, yeah. <laughs> you can't deny it would have improved that movie. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think the movie would have been much better if everybody was doing a racist Chinese accent saying, I can't quit you, but you know. <laughs> but you know, like... Like the director, Angley. Okay, we got to dub it and put it out as the director's cut. No, we're not going to. We're not going to. Yeah, we'll get Toby Huss from for, who did Khan on King of the Hill to do his Asian voice. To do his. Uh, okay. okay. To do his generic Asian accent that passes as Laotian on King of the Hill. Uh it's funny because on King of the Hill, they act like Lauren Tom. They act, she's an she's an actual Asian person. They got her to play an Asian character, but then they were like, "Eh, fuck it, let's just get Toby Huss. He's funny, and are, he is." Are you trying to are you trying to stir shit up with King of the Hill? No, absolutely. But I I find it very interesting that Apu got problem with Apu, but there's never been like a a problem with Khan Supanusen phone discourse. And I don't know, but I think the thing about Khan Supanusenphone is he's just like a ridiculously well-written character. Like, more Apu is a stereotype. Khan mm-hmm. is like, you know a guy like Khan. Like, especially like if you've lived in the Texas area, you know a South Asian guy like Khan. A yeah. Southeast Asian guy like Khan. And I think, like, the reason why it's not as hated as... And Khan, too, is also... He's a flawed... He's unlike Apu, because Apu, in order to sort of compensate for... I don't think they thought he was racist, but I think they thought they knew they had to be sort of delicate about portraying this character even in the 90s. So Apu is like frequently shown to be superhuman or like good at stuff or he's like a, a, a magical, more considerate magical. than the other Springfield. Yeah, magical frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a little weird. Um, I, I but and, but Khan the... is like a flawed, complete whole character, which is why I think he I, evades that. I grew up in the area that... Um... Is that um, King of the Hills based on basically? Mm-hmm. Um, not quite. It's based on Arlington, which is yeah. a suburb, a pretty far, a pretty far away suburb from Dallas. I don't know if it mm-hmm. actually counts as a suburb to Dallas anymore. Like it's where the Texas Rangers play. Um, mm-hmm. When George Bush was the governor of Texas, he used eminent domain to uh, take over at people's houses and tear them down to build the ballpark in Arlington. <laughs> That's bad. That's really bad. Yeah, it was... That a, George Bush guy, the more I hear about this guy... I mean, yeah, they, they took people's houses that they'd lived in for generations. Um, you know, big government type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, that, you know, when it's the Texas government, then... <laughs> They got a Everything's bigger in Texas, even the government. We got to have a big, big ass ballpark, and yeah, then a big course, ass ballpark that I can do cocaine in. Right now, where the big, the, they, they then later, I'm sure, did the same when they built the new Cowboys Stadium, um, which is, I don't know if it's in Arlington. You can see it from the ballpark, though. You can see it from the ballpark in Arlington. It's like imagine seeing the Coliseum very from very far away. It's in, it's pretty mm-hmm. nuts to look at the. Cowboy Stadium from the ballpark in Arlington because you're like, wow, this is going to be in 2000 years, this is going to be a ruin like the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And I hope America is as, uh, you know, good at Italy at sticking around. <laughs> 
Maybe not. I mean, like uh, in Montreal, do you know about Montreal's Olympic Stadium? No. It's just it's this it's this concrete. It was built in the 70s for the Olympics and it's just falling apart constantly. Uh, like huge chunks of concrete are always falling off the fucking Olympic stadium. It sounds perfect for like there to be a natural disaster in Montreal and everyone has yeah. to go hide there. And then, <laughs> and then it, they and all it get bricked in. by yeah, caves concrete. In. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a fucking nightmare. I mean, uh, yeah, these yeah, these new cheapo stadiums aren't built to last. Not like Fenway, sturdy, sturdy Fenway. Yeah, that kind of uh, stuff was happening at Katrina at the what was it the what was the dome? The Superdome. The Superdome. Yeah, the Superdome was like falling apart, and like a million people were trying to live there or something. That's it's. I mean, that speaks to a very fucked up current in society. That what we used to have houses to hide in. What happened to them? They replaced them with stadiums. We got to go to stadiums now. Yeah, stadiums are emergency shelters. Um, yeah. I, I mean, in Texas cities, like, and, you know, cities throughout uh, the South, you have that horrible thing where um, the downtown is, is totally bifurcated by, or, like, split into quarters by a highway. And it, you know, on top of making the cities less walkable, it also creates sort of, like, I find it eerie. I find it actually scary. Like, when I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, how you're enclosed by this sort of square of highway in the downtown, and it feels like you're in this, you know, these cars are circling around you, mm -hmm. like uh, vultures yeah. circling around a corpse. Ann Arbor is, is enclosed by highways, so there's yeah. four highways, so we're, we're like basically a, a square. I mean, most towns now are different polygons of highway encirclement, yeah. which means like you're, you're encircling your population base with pollution and choking them to death. That's how I view cities. Yeah. Uh, so I have a dim view of all these urbanists who want to make us all live in cities. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but we want to get rid of cars, but we don't know how. I guess it's Elon, I guess it's fucking Elon Musk then, urbanists. I guess uh, it's Chevy Volts. I guess. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Chevy Volts. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be, I mean, obviously like, uh, Green public transportation is a dream. A very popular post on Twitter now is uh, something to the effect of every flight between Los Angeles and San Francisco is a public policy failure. We need to have radical public transportationists. Yeah. Who are radical yeah. public transportationists? And you know what the goal of my new group, the radical public transportationists, is? W what is it? Um, we're going to blow up the interstate system. You. <laughs> Well, you know, I think we can learn uh, a lot from this is parody, but um, this is parody. In this but parody, you're going to use, you're going to make your own guns in this parody like group. We're not going to make guns. We're going to operate by night and build pipe bombs and place them on various parts of the American interstate system all across in a coordinated effort. Are you going to Are you going to play Russia's Fly by Night as you're doing Fly by Night away from here? <laughs> no, we're going to play Russia's Buy Toward the Snow Dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rush. <laughs> the, the sound of the revolution will be rush. And anyway, wouldn't if, it be amazing if the trucks can't if the trucks can't get from city to city? We're gonna have to bring the trains back. And if we bring the trains back, we might as well make them passenger trains. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower's implementation of the interstate system was a bad thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
America has a but, lot of romance about interstate systems. Okay, but it wouldn't have been that bad if that if a, a lot of other things didn't happen. Like we, I mean, I think I don't know which fucker it was. Probably Carter did something with the railroads. Maybe it was Nixon. I don't know. Yeah. Someone, someone in the seventies decided to butt fuck the the railroads. Yeah, not not Some not homophobically. Not not homophobic. They were butt fucking in like it's like a straight guy. He butt fucking somebody in prison in order to yes, dominate. Yes, it is them. like a straight guy butt fucking a straight guy in prison. Is what happened yeah. to the railroads. <laughs> okay. It was like a, it was like a power thing. Okay? It was a power. Well, yeah, it wasn't a love thing. It was a power butt. <laughs> okay, and then and then I'll like. All of a sudden, no more passenger rail. Like, we have passenger rail all over the country. Like, in Hudson, where I used to live in upstate New York, there is a a, um, a railroad track going right through the middle of town. And no trains on it. Never. Never a passenger train. We also had trams all over the town that we had to get mm-hmm. rid of. It's not hard to put yeah. tramways back in. Yeah. I mean, urbanism, the, rad- the urbanists usually combine it with... But wouldn't it be great if there was like just like a rural public transportation system as well? There was like a reliable train that you could get on instead of like a highway. It was like a major train route. Yeah, should, it should all be trains and dirigibles. Yeah, and yes, dirigibles. But it's fantasy. The thing that's annoying about the urbanists is that it's like it's fantasy unless you join my group and start enacting change to destroy the interstate system to destroy so that there's the no alternative. Because you're not going to incrementally build a public transportation system. You can't. It's not an incremental thing. Like when you're. Yeah, when you, you're right. When you need this kind of rapid change, you need to do what um, Russia and China did in the 30s and 50s, respectively, mm-hmm. which is forced industrialization. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. So. Um, I don't want to well, be too rapid, tanky. I don't want to be too I, tanky. I, I, well, so. we're t- it's, I mean, China, you know, we can... China, you know, we're not all pro-China on here, but one thing they're very good on is public transportation. One thing that is enviable about China is that... And one thing that you, it's sort of... rely Because, re, you know, who knows about the news that's coming out of China? But, you know, you can see the subways. Like, people love the subways. Chinese people, they love the subways. They love the trains. They're building very good trains in China. The trains are at stripping our trains. I don't know. I, it'd be funny if Donald Trump goes po- uh, pro-public transportation. <laughs> I'd like that idea. I don't know why. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess I just like the idea of Trump. we got to get involved in the mafia again, because the mafia were always concerned about things like public transportation. <laughs> Do the public transportation socialist Sopranos memes. Hey, Thone, we got a light rail in here. You got to get a light rail in here. I think there's they like, were. Oh, well, the other good thing about public transportation is there's lots of unions, and unions are good when they're mobbed up. Yes, yes, exactly. You need a strong criminal syndicate that has rules that they go by. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, I mean, that's not, a, that's not even a joke. I, I do think that unions were better, were more powerful when they had the mob on their side, mm-hmm. because you need a countervailing violence force to the police. If you we're need gonna, people if that we're are willing to, to fight and kill. If we're going to try to organize society, we need to organize everybody, including the criminals. Mm-hmm. There needs Absolutely. to be a criminal union. There needs to be yeah, honestly, kind of, yeah, yes. It would make. I mean, that better. is what the police are. Police are the state criminal union, the state violence union. These antisocial no, weirdos that want to hurt people. I don't think they are. I don't think they are at all. 
actually, I think that the the police are decentralized little micro gangs because what we do in this country is decentralize everything. And so mm -hmm. there is no union of police that are operating in a conspiracy wide way. No, it's but just, I mean like literal police unions that insulate people. Yeah, but they're not, not like all, not they're like not there's like a countrywide or no. no. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I'm thinking more that like there's like police gangs like in a city. Like one city is run by a police gang. Yeah, that like, is that is basically. I mean, that's especially how it works in Los Angeles, where there's like even like the police that like groups of police in Los Angeles are very splintered and. You'll just have some splinter groups of police, like, doing intense gang shit constantly. There may be, like, a police union that operates nationally, but um, that's why unions are better than gangs. Because you don't mm -hmm. have to... You can operate nationally. Yeah, there's a top-down, there's there a centralized place. There's a way to solve territory disputes. Yeah. Built in, because you have... It's like a national thing, so you can reassign plate, uh, territories and such. Um, yeah. But, you know, what? this isn't even a socialist idea. This is like saying, centri the idea that uh, we talked about it on, on, the, on the bonus episode. Bonus. You can hear more about the idea on this bonus episode. But centralization is not a socialist concept. It is, it is neutral. It is not a socialist or a capitalist concept. It is, it is uh, uh, something that you can do in either system to achieve something. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I, but what we're, I guess capitalism is inherently resistant to centralization as well, because like you said, it is ethically and morally and libidinously against the idea of centralization. Um, yeah. Which is not Sometimes. to say that it has never existed in it. Like, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Roosevelt years is an example of like a highly centralized economy. And well, I mean, war, I mean, war economies are highly centralized capitalist economies. Like, capitalism, yeah. like, okay, there's the tendency for monopoly. So that's yeah. like a, that, it's a counterpoint. That's when everyone plays Monopoly because nobody yeah. has any other board games. That's oh. when everybody's got to play funny money. And, uh, eh. When I play Monopoly, I always cheat. I always fucking cheat as much as possible. Whenever anyone goes to the bathroom, I steal money. Yeah. That's how that's how like capitalism really works, man. That's, that's how it really works, man. Every time you're going to the bathroom, they're stealing your your they're stealing your pink money. They should have to pay you extra when you're mm. like you should get double time pay when you're pooping. Right. You know, there should be a separate little punch clock you, in every stall sign that in. you, you yeah. sign in, you punch in for poop time and you get double pay. Yeah. yeah. Cuz really that's your personal time that they're taking yeah. from you. Well, people would game that. I would be eating like a lot of like cabbage and like a lot of like valerian root or like whatever, you know, that mm -hmm. shit that makes you yeah, poop a lot. Of course. Well, we would have it's cameras um, pointed at your butthole. And if you are legitimately pooping or straining yeah. to poop, which yeah. because we'll also have um, on your, on your eye watch, your personal watch will monitor your heart rate. And we'll use our algorithm to determine how likely it is you are actually trying to poop. Yeah. And if you fall within a certain range, uh, you will not be disciplined and you will get the double time pay. Yeah. But yeah, remember, you might balk at, you know, the invasion of privacy. You might, you know, you might balk at that for a second with all your balking. But what you have to remember is you're getting paid more. It's at the end of the day, it's for you. Okay. All of the cameras looking at your asshole flaring in and out, in and out, in and out. 
you know, uh, you know, it's happening to everyone else too. Like everyone's going through the same experience as you. So you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay. And you know, I think that's yeah. what most people not fear alone. is isolation. You're never yeah. alone. Yeah. That's a good company slogan. You're never alone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, with our with our uh, uh, burgeoning surveillance company, uh, Eyes of Decline, is that we're we're gonna call it? We bought all these cheap cameras, <laughs> so we're a surveillance. Yeah, we company bought all guy. these cheap tiny cameras. Cheap tiny cameras that only te- these toilet cameras. <laughs> 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 what are we gonna do with twelve thousand toilet cameras? Um, I know, boss. I would argue that the butthole doesn't count as a genital. Is the butthole is not a genital? No, it is not for gen- generation. Seriously, are it's not for gen. It's not for genital means is gen. Genital has gen in the in the word, and that's for like, you know, that implies uh, some kind of procreative ability. You're generating. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, you're generating a new human when you use B- your genitals. Bussy, bussy is a genital, Stephen. No, bussy no, the is butt is is for um, is for waste removal, and everybody's got a butt, and everybody's got a butthole. Some of us even have two. So, it's okay to point a camera at it. Right, because it's not a genital. It's not a genital. Right. It's like That's an exit it's door. It's like an, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like a, it's like a revolving door. It goes, fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. Anyway, you will sign away your rights when you work at Eyes of Decline for butthole filming. Yeah, <laughs> butthole filming. Absolutely. Did <laughs> you read the section of the contract, section D3, butthole filming? <laughs> Butthole filming, yeah, I want to, I want to, you know, a lot of people balk at this, so <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna want to look at it. Can you're gonna you do a, look at can it. you do a job application and you, and in the job application, you're like, you are required to send us a five minute film of your butthole. I don't think you can. Well, maybe if it's like butthole, I'm sure in porn, yeah, I'm sure you, you know, you have to show them your butthole. Is I don't that know even if legal? Sexual How is that legal? For porn? Yeah, how is porn legal? How is porn legal? Are we going on an anti-porn crusade? Are no. we Billie Eilish now? Oh. We're going on a Billie Eilish-style anti-pornography crusade? Hey, listen, you know me. I just want to be cool and fit in, so um, I'm down with whatever. I just want to know, how is it legal? How is pornography legal? I mean, it wasn't for a while. Haven't you seen The People versus Larry Flint? No. I haven't. Woody Harrelson almost got Larry Flinton. Um, so, like, it's legal because of that court case? It's legal because of that court case. Oh, exactly the new Supreme Court will probably fuck, fuck that up. Oh, well, there's that old Supreme Court definition. I think, uh, uh, I forget the name of the, uh, the Supreme Court Is that Court the one justice. where he's like, it, it, I'll know it when I see it if it's yeah, porn? Yeah, I know it when I see it. I know it when, when I see it, porn. and that's yeah. porn. That's porn. All right. Um, well, the line has gotten more blurry, so... I but I think I know it's I know it when I see it is actually a very funny formulation because that is literally how people assess whether something is pornography or not. It is like a shifting line. I want to ban it, but I also want to ban all the other forms of porn yeah. that have popped up. Okay, like food, like our cartoons, food, food porn. <laughs> okay, yeah, no more car porn. No more. You can't depict something attractively anymore. Earth porn. You can only depict something horribly. You can't. No more nice pictures of beautiful places on Earth. No, no. Only mm. bad pictures of bad places. No more pictures of supercars. You have no hope of yeah. ever owning. You're, 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 uh, you can only, the only food you're allowed to post is cornmeal. No more, 
what was the first? Oh, yeah. No more photos of dishes that you'll never be able to afford to eat. Exactly, yeah. Why not just post mac and cheese? Why not just post some box mac and cheese? Yeah, you're allowed to t- post pictures of your craft dinner. Yeah, but you can't. If you make it too nice looking, you know, it will be rejected. <laughs> this this is all part of my uh, rapid reindustrialization program. Yeah. Uh, we get rid of all the forms of porn. Yeah. Specifically food, porn. Um, what are the other ones? There's like a subreddit. Oh, that, for was, every that, was, that was always my joke is that there was... Uh, Oh, there's food porn, there's there's furniture porn, there's... Oh, why not porn porn? This is like the pornography of pornography. Like the cream of the crop, you know. Just porn th- porn. Thousands of well-organized magazines. Or it would be like pornography with like really good cinematography or something like that. Or it would be pornography. Or there's like lens flares. <laughs> it's like porn porn. I guess porn porn, the closest we have is Boogie Nights. Do you think that's... Do you? I guess people are jacking off to Boogie Nights. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't want to self-implicate. Uh, but you jacked off to Boogie Nights when you saw Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore is very fucking hot in that movie. <laughs> that's funny that you pick her and not, not uh, um, not Heather Graham. Heather Heather Graham, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think Julianne Moore is hotter than Heather Graham. <laughs> really? Yeah. <Okay. laughs> Call me a weirdo. That's, that's Call funny. me a weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, that's cool. She's really hot in 30 Rock when she's doing the Boston accent. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't Okay. I tried to watch some 30, walk, 30 Rock. Um, didn't like it? Didn't care for it? The pilot's not very good. No, no. The show, is, the show struggles to find its footing. The first episode that's really good is Tracy Does Conan, because it's the one that establishes the show's frantic pace, which would become its, its calling card. Yeah, it's kind of slow in the first couple of episodes, but... What makes 30 Rock 30 Rock is that it was really rapid. Like, it has that airplane, like, Zucker, Abrams-style joke-telling format where it's just a joke, 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 joke. So even if, like, the joke is bad, like, there's another joke in in two seconds, which will be very funny. Well, maybe maybe I'll stick with it. I don't know. Uh, Donald Glover used to write for him. He He wrote the werewolf bar mitzvah sketch famously. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. It's it's a very funny line. That's nice. That sounds like one of the children's songs I'm learning. Uh, In in your your, uh, Hebrew, Hebraic children's song class? Yeah, it's like animals, animals, everywhere, everywhere. Animals, animals, in the air, in the air. You know, that kind of stuff. The kids really respond. Are you trying to? You should be one of those cool dads that plays Steely Dan. For that oh, kid. I have already done that. There you go. We, we were dancing to Gaucho. Does she respond to Steely Dan? She was bop, She was bopping. Yeah, she That's was bopping nice. up and down. That's nice. When we were listening to Gaucho, That's a good That's one. That's a cool to dance baby. To. That's, That's one cool. cool baby. Yeah, we also yeah. listened to Prefab Sprout, the other band that Twitter's going to be going nuts over soon. It's very the your your the Prefab Sprout time is coming. You think? Probably, yeah. I think that'll probably be the next one that the elitists, the music elitists on Twitter uh, get snobby about. But yeah, Prefab yeah, Sprout's yeah. great. It makes sense. They're really good and they're underrated. And like, there's they were successful, but they just, you know, for some reason fell out of public consciousness. I mean, a Patty McAloon, I don't think he fell out of public consciousness in like 
wherever he's from, probably Ireland or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably Ireland <laughs> or something. Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> one of those places. I, don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Like, I guess that's. I guess that is a little racist of me. But I, I, the Irish people would. It's you're racist against the Irish. Dude, I can't. I really can't tell the difference between like Irish, Scottish, English, Welsh. Irish. You know. You can't. They would really hate you for that. Irish people would really kick your ass for that. That all kind of blends together. No, oh, they think, don't lay for it. Dude, I kind of think I also. <laughs> they all think, benefit from white privilege. <laughs> I kind of think they, they look alike, just like Anne Frank. Yeah. Is that bad? Is that, what? I think they all kind of look alike too. Is that bad? You think that all white people kind of? Well, alike? I just think Irish people and English people look alike. <laughs> I know they're from like different islands. Well, fuck it on your mother. They're from different islands, and maybe fuck it on your mother. I don't know about their tribal customs, but uh, they yeah they, they yeah because they were all. Uh, all of them were raped by the Scandinavians. So. Well, hey, <laughs> they what? It's true. Them. That's what Vi- you saw. Vikings. That's oh, what it's come about. Come on. Or like, you, you isn't that was, like you know that that calling calling the Anglo-Saxons Scandinavians is is a little bit of a reach. <laughs> it is definitely. They're Northern Germans. They are Northern Germans, and as such, they are especially weird. The Scandinavians were very polite when they came to England. Yes, extremely polite when they, they were like, bark, bark, bark. Oh, yeah, we're just a bunch of Vikings. Do and, you have uh, a fish? You know? Hello, do you have a fish? Do you have a fish? Hey, could I interest you in our pagan gods? Do you like a pagan gods? Uh, yeah. uh, there, have you heard that theory of the reason why English women aren't hot, supposedly, is because all the Vikings took the hot ones back to Scandinavia? Oh, that's a great theory. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you just heard that just now That's yeah i don't, I don't really i don't that. really read about the race theories that you much don't, you don't, like <laughs> you do. yeah i'm reading about the race theories <laughs> I, like i saw the northmen and i wanted to get into race theories i bet uh yeah see that's that's the kind of that i'm not i'm not going out of my way to see the northmen or even post about seeing the northmen mm-hmm. like kind of like how i don't go out of my way to post about watching vikings because it's uh creepy you think you'd get clowned for it, you know, being a blue-eyed, a blue-eyed white man? Yeah, well, I try you, to make my blue eyes as red as possible. You know that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, man, what if blue eyes white dragon had red eyes white dragon because he was smoking weed, man? That's what R.I.P. I'm Kazuki Takahashi. Um, well, Vikings has this annoying tendency to like psychedelize. I don't know what you what the verb would be. Yeah, uh, psychedelize. Psychedelize, or I don't know. Maybe I could put it better. Um, the Vikings, but there's a lot of episodes where they're like doing mushrooms. Yeah, they're like doing psychic. They're doing like psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. They didn't have those. They didn't have those. No, they weren't. They weren't uh, doing shrooms back. They in had the a day. different kind of shrooms that that did different <laughs> okay. stuff. Oh well, isn't that like the legend of berserkers? <laughs> berserkers would take shrooms and they would go yeah, but into not not one not shrooms with silent with psilocybin in them. So yeah, they were just doing the poisonous shrooms. Like yeah, the they're Amanitas. doing like different, more fucked up shrooms. Anyway, they're acting like they're going on these like long ass trips, and it's kind of like meh. Well, yeah, probably. I not. mean, the whole Viking show is about you know uh, updating. There is a lot of like uh, that, that happens a lot in historical fiction now. Where uh, they modernize it a lot. A lot of like the language is modernized or even the customs or the way that people interact or the way that, you know, uh, or like in Vikings, especially like the way that women are treated or is like a whole lot better than they probably were actually treated. 
Uh, it's weird. I mean, they make it weird. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It's it's weird and white. And the original Vikings is okay. <laughs> the new yeah. there's a new Netflix Vikings, and we we uh, stopped watching it basically because um, a bunch of reasons. It's just low production value. It looks the like the production a is show. worse. The actors they got are are making really strange decisions about the accents that they think they should they should use. Yeah. Um. They can't because they can't figure out an, uh, any kind of Norse or Scandinavian accent at all. They well, can't they should. It. it would be better if they were just going border word of Vikings, over. That would be more oh, accurate like than Abba. what they're doing. They've like invented a new accent that I've never heard before. Well, even on the original Viking show, that like Ragnar, what was his voice? I yeah, am Ragnar. He also he. It's their fault too. The original yeah. Vikings also was a kind of an invented accent. They all talk like they all talk like that fucking Euron Greyjoy actor. They all his his generic. Uh, the, re- the reason is because if you go to Sweden or Denmark and you find them speaking English, it sounds too funny. Yeah, it sounds like what you're doing. Do you think the Vikings sounded back like that back then? They were no, like, they were "Oh, speaking... we're killing you! Oh, we're taking the mushrooms!" And we're... no, they were speaking their their own language. They they made you know. I think humans naturally try to make some aspects of their language sound more badass. Mm-hmm. However, it fits. Maybe it's when you have someone, you know, speaking a language they learned, like English, and then the accents don't carry over, and sometimes you have really funny accidents. Mm-hmm. Where you don't pronounce certain letters, you know, you miss, you yeah. know, and then you make a, a racist trope out of that for hundreds of years. Absolutely, and then you torment them with yeah, it. Yeah, you that's, torment that's them you over do. and over again. You invite over them to your country, again. and then you're like, haha, this is a place of torment for you. Uh, what if, what if, like, do you, do you think Swedes, when they're coming to America, see the Swedish chef, and they're like, oh, this is a racist whatever, or... <laughs> Uh, they're they're angry at the Swedish. I don't think. I think yeah, that's they probably why they, that's why the Swedes it. routinely kidnap American graduate students and torture them to death. And wait, little... what story is that? That's Midsommar. Oh, that is Midsommar. Midsommar. I thought you were referencing something real. I thought that was a, yeah. Movies are real. A real thing. Movie. Well, some movies are real. I've decided that Tenet is real. Tenet is real. They're they're shooting you from the future, and that's why the cops are sucking these days. Because they're shooting bullets into the past. <laughs> yeah, they're fight. They're fighting time. They're fighting the t- cops from the future, and we just can't see them. <laughs> yeah. that's why the cops didn't go in for an hour. It's like we were actually doing battle in reverse time. Yeah, the over militarization of America's police forces has resulted in many time machines, in Tenet style time machines, being used to bend bullets through time. Uh, but they're using it to just shoot more black people. That would be a shame. It's a. Uh, I wonder if like that's because uh, who's is his name John Washington, uh, Denzel Washington's son, who's in Tenet. I had no idea that was Denzel Washington's son. Really, it's Denzel Washington's son. Oh, yeah. he's he's he was great. Yeah, he's a good actor, but um, he's been in these movies where he's played very prominent black police officers, and that's. I wonder if that type of role is, uh, you know, getting to be a little more hazy. Uh, what Are you trying to do social, social commentary type of thing? I'm not trying to do social commentary, but I mean that was a big criticism of Black Klansmen that it's like this. It's it's weirdly pro police in a lot of ways, but not really. But kind of. I mean, it's it's a well put together movie, but I think yeah, the politics of Black Klansmen are sort of strange, especially because like nothing happens in that movie. Like the whole arc of that movie is he prank calls David Duke. Who's played very actually Topher Grace 
as David Duke is a selling point for that movie. Oh, he cool. does a pretty good job mm. as as David Duke. Um, but um, yeah, so that movie's weird, sort of pro police. There's kind of no arc to it. He doesn't really do anything in it. Um, but Tenet, I'm sure, is not. There's no social justice element to Tenet. It would be funny if there was. Is there a social justice element to Tenet? I think it's the is sea he level shooting rise. the downtrodden. It's the sea level rise. That's the social justice. There you go. The, the future's trying to kill us because of the sea level, mm-hmm. which is bad. That's a problem. That is a problem. And I guess for our beach communities, I guess what the I was because I was thinking about like people used to try to make movies about the truth, sort of. Yeah. With a capital T. And in Tenet, it's not about that at all. It's like, it's a huge boyish fantasy, a big what if. Like, Yeah. And all that it really leaves me with is like, oh, I guess the future didn't invent time machines. <laughs> I guess they didn't. Yeah, because they'd be killing us now. Yeah, because we would definitely be dead by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you think time travel is possible? I don't know. I'm I'm uh, excited for this new um, telescope. Um, you know the will James it, Webb will telescope. Will it make time travel? Will it make time travel possible? Well, I'm excited. It's it's really powerful, so we might be able to finally see a picture of your penis. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Um, I mean that there is a time travel aspect to really large telescopes because that was a big thing of the Hubble Space Telescope. Because when you're looking very, very, very far away. Um, you are actually seeing things in the past because light uh, can only travel so fast. Oh, that's interesting, especially. So that kind of means like when we're looking at your penis. It's right, what you're it, seeing it. We're seeing it in the past. <laughs> you're seeing it in the past. So you're a pedophile. Stop looking at my past penis. My my so small penis that it's a... Okay. <laughs> your penis is so small and far away that when yeah. I look at it, I go yeah. back in time. I go back in time. Yeah, you because the light, the light is taking so long to reach my my retinas. You know, um, these are complicated science penis jokes. Take that, XKCD. I'm, my new thing is that I wanted. I, I'm starting a beef with XKCD with Randall Monroe with Randall Monroe of XKCD. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, stick figure guy. Oh, you fucking love science, so you love Zyklon B. Is that it, Randall Monroe? You mm. liked, mm. oh, you like science, so you like Dr. Mengele? <laughs> you like Dr. Mengele? Ran- I accuse him of being anti-Semitic specifically because he, he, I accuse him of being a Nazi science apologist. Yeah, you might, oh, so- he might, he might sue you. He might sue me. Um, no, nah, he seems cool. He oh. seems cool. <laughs> he seems <laughs> like he'd take it in stride. It's easier to sue people in Canada. You better watch out. Are you sure right. he's not... You don't want to accident make you like fuck up and be like, oh, he's Canadian, and then he sues the shit out of you for defamation against him for calling him Canadian. Well, you called him. What did you call him? I I don't know what I called him. You said his dick what? was so small that you that when when you look at it, you go back in time. Uh, but yeah, that's what I called him. I called him a small <laughs> dick. I called him. I yeah. Uh, I don't even, I don't remember what I said six seconds ago, but I read, oh, right, I called him an anti-Semite. Yeah, I'm accusing you can, him of anti-Semite. You can, you can get fined for that. Uh, for falsely accusing someone of anti-Semitism? Yeah. I don't know. The yeah. fucking, fucking B'nai B'rith does it every day. Bam! Take that, B'nai B'rith! 
And enlighten our American audience on who that is. Oh, B'nai B'rith is just a Zionist uh, Jewish organization that will, if somebody is critical of Israel, they will call them an anti-Semite. And are they Canadian? Uh, no, I th- they're uh, international. They're not uh, Canadian they have- international? Canadian International, the finest brand of foreskins on earth. You won't get better foreskins than Canadian International. Harvested from our Canadian rabbis. And it's now at the duty-free store. You can now get it duty-free. Now at the duty-free store, have your Canadian International foreskins, no tax on them. Get them at the border, give foreskins to your husband, your children, your significant others. Foreskins all day long. I never trusted the duty-free uh, yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust anyone that lacks duty. Kant would be appalled. I want to pay duty. You want to pay duty? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> plus the whole way they give it to you is they're like, you buy it, and then someone hands it to you as you're walking onto the airplane. Are you kidding? Don't like it. Are you kidding don't me? Like it. You're gonna steal. You're gonna steal my bottle of liquor. You're gonna steal my bottle of very expensive candies. You're gonna steal my big Toblerone. My huge cigar. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever smeared shit on a duty-free shop? And it's like, not so free of duty now, huh? He got really mad at duty-free shops, and he started taking shits in his hands. The 9-11 hijackers did that before they got on the plane. And it's, <laughs> they, it little, it's never talked about. Yeah. They were smearing <laughs> shit all over the plane. Yeah, everyone comments on people are too worked up about the mass loss of life to know about the shit smearing that happened. That's you know, that, they didn't have box cutters. That was made up. They were using their feces. Hmm. They just had handfuls of their own feces. And everyone was that's going, like, that's like gross. South, it's like a South Park bit. Is a South Park I, bit? I Did think they that's close to a South Park do bit. Do that? Uh, yeah, because, you know, it would be pretty funny, like, just having a handful of shit. And then, like, stop it or the old woman gets it. You know, you're, you're taking hostages <laughs> with your poops. I mean, the cops would treat you the same as if you had a gun. Seriously, (laughs) they would be like he was holding something that was dark in his hand, so I shot him. There you go. That's all the justification (laughs) you need. (laughs) It'd be funny if like I molded the poop in the shape of a gun. Yeah. Well, that's that's a forty story of like breaking out of jail. My great grandfather broke out of jail. He he pooped in a a gun mold, and he let it harden and then dry. It had a, in an interlocking flint mechanism and everything. It was amazing. He carved it so realistically. (laughs) that actually had that there was um in in school uh, we learned about an inuit guy who you know he he made a knife out of his own poop by freezing it in the in the tundra and he used that to survive um like to hunt seal to hunt seals and such he was stabbing him with a poop knife oh man that's (laughs) <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny dude. that's an intense way to survive a carving a carving your own poop knife yeah that's you'd a... have to make another poop knife to carve the other poop knife rubbing the frozen poops up against each other <laughs> you could probably do it with a rock i think <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh i think you know People are talking a lot about improvised weapons due to the assassination of Shinzo Abe. And I think, you know, poop knives, you know, they're they're coming back. They're coming back in style. I mean... Uh, plus you uh, do poison damage to a person if you stab them with a poop knife. Yeah, that's true. Pretty undetectable, too. Not made out yeah. of metal, you know. Um, you, you can, can eat the evidence. <laughs> you can eat the ed- evidence. You can hide it in your asshole. You um, got it in your asshole. <laughs> they wouldn't... <laughs> 
the exact place a poop would be in my asshole. We found yeah. a poop in his ass. He must have been stabbing people all across the country. That's why I always shit before my poop stabbings. You think there'd be a way to turn your asshole freezing cold? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like you could install something in your stomach that would keep keep it like a freezer in there. Keep it like 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 how deep into your asshole would it be cold? Because I think you could I just mean, put your asshole on like an anti griddle. You need it to be the length of the knife, so it stays frozen. Oh, I see. To use it as a personal refrigerator for your poop knife. Yeah, or you could um, put a can of cola in there. Sure, sure. Um, I think you know the the warmth and the density of your asshole would probably like heat up the can of cola pretty quickly. Well, that's why um, you install a, a freezer unit of some kind. I mean, he was in the Arctic, so this wasn't a problem for him. He didn't need right. a freezer. The His asshole was already was, freezing. Yeah, all the time, constantly. He would just poop out already frozen poops. Already frozen knives. Yeah, good knives ready to go. Well, he would carve them. He would. Right. Yeah, you have to carve them a little, you know. Imagine. There's got to be a, a, a sculptor who sculpts with poop, right? There must be. I'm sure there's one guy out Who there. makes, like, very nice uh, replications uh, of... Yeah, the Venus de Milo yeah. and shit. Something Maybe like he that. even does nice puns. Tries to think of a pun for each one. Oh, uh, you're, you're trying to... Instead of La Pieta, it's La Chiette. <laughs> <laughs> this poop Mary. <laughs> poop Christ. Poop, 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 poopus de Milo? No. Poopus de Milo? Uh, uh, the fe- feces de Milo? Feces de Milo. Yeah. What are the other uh, good statue names? The, the good statue names? Instead of instead of the thinker, people joke how he looks like he's taking a shit. What if he was actually taking a shit? There are and some... And he's called the stinker. There's some, like, gargoyles on churches where they're taking poops. Yeah. Yeah. Germans are big into poops. Germans are. are a big they poop are. culture in Germany. I think we talked about that on a previous episode. We were trying to determine if that came about um, before Nazis or after Nazis. Or after Nazis. Because, you know, we recognize that the Axis powers generally poop cultures. You know, Japan, <laughs> poop culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Italy, poop, big poop culture. A lot of big poop culture in Italy. Yep. I don't um, know. Actually, I don't think there's a big poop culture in Italy. I do think there is a big poop culture in Germany. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Italy. If if it is, it's very well hidden underneath their fine <laughs> silk robes. Absolutely. Do they have you a lot of hear... fine silk robes in Italy? I'm sure in Italy. But you never hear Italian poop jokes, you know. Yeah, when's the last time you heard an Italian making a poop joke? Yeah, and they, they eat all that meat sauce, so. Yeah, probably not pooping a lot, you know. They're probably constantly eating tomatoes. They're addicted to tomatoes. Uh, th- that country is fucking addicted to tomatoes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? <laughs> it would be funny. You go up, you show up in an Italian family's house for dinner, and you bring tomatoes, and you're like, "Oh, thanks, loose tomatoes." And then you're like angry that they aren't tearing into them. Like, <laughs> I thought you people love tomatoes. I thought you fucking people would die for fucking tomatoes. Okay. I bring you a whole bushel. Um, wait, wait. So the guy bringing the tomatoes is Italian. He's also Italian too, but he's. Well, he's I was in- thinking because there's. The, it may be funnier so an Italian guy brings. To, like, a, a, a Protestant family, a lot of tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. And they don't set them out. And he's like, why yeah. don't you set out the tomatoes? Why don't you set out the tomatoes? I brought you all the tomatoes. Like a ham fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I brought all these tomatoes. What are you going to do? You're going to save them for later? You're going to make them a sauce? No, you should Come eat on, tomatoes. Come on, make them right up. Make, you can slice them up. Put a little salt and olive oil on them. You yeah, but a bruschetta. Well, you never heard of bruschetta before? Bruschetta. Bruschetta. Kind of like how Irish people are obsessed with potatoes. They are obsessed with <laughs> potatoes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm obsessed with potatoes. The potato is the is what, the greatest food on earth. Chips are my favorite thing on earth. I love fucking chips so much. Um, I like the people that get addicted to cheesy potatoes. Uh, cheesy potatoes. Oh, got really addicted to cheesy potatoes there. You being Irish? I'm Liam Neeson. Yeah, I'm Liam Neeson now. Oh, there was that dark period in my life when I got very addicted to cheesy potatoes. And I would go out, you know, looking for any cheesy potato on the street. And <laughs> I would I would eat it. That is, of course, referencing the famous thing where uh, Liam Neeson said he would beat up any black guy because his lady, his close woman friend got raped by a black guy. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you remember that yeah. interview? That's that's a crazy quote. <laughs> that is a yeah. It's it's like I think they on the new season of Atlanta, which I haven't seen, but I think they actually have Liam Neeson on to 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 cover that. What do you mean to co- to like cover? They up? make jokes about it. Oh. No, he he's like I think Liam Neeson has like a sense of humor about it. He understood that. Oh yeah, I probably fucked up saying that. Okay, probably fucked up saying kind that. Kind of so kind of the Kramer treatment on. on yeah, uh, he got that, but he he didn't. Liam Neeson still had a career. Like, because I think it was also clear from that interview, like, the Kramer thing is bad because he's really fucking angry. And he's saying that shit in anger, and it's coming across really negative. Like, Liam Neeson's, there was that, like, weird detachment to it, which sort of made it, like, I'm sure people were very mad at it, but it it was less outrageous than the Kramer thing. Also, he never said the N-word. So that's something to be said for that. It's weird to me that Kramer got that rehabilitation on Curb, I believe. On Curb? Yeah, I guess he kind of got... I mean, Michael Richards, like... I don't know if he wanted to work after that, but I imagine it must have been pretty hard for him. Pretty hard for him in what way? No, just in terms of, like, booking a job. Oh, yeah, you know, well, he like doesn't need a job a he was on Seinfeld. Yeah, he has Seinfeld money, so it's like... I mean, it would be nice... If everybody that got canceled for saying the N-word had Seinfeld money. But that's not the yeah. reality we live in. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. Okay. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we could say it? Then we wouldn't have to <laughs> go to jail. <laughs> um, yeah. Imagine if we should start putting people in jail for saying bad words. Uh, well, there's some words, some words I think we should put people in jail for, like uh, like mindfulness. <laughs> I think we should put. <laughs> okay. Hate that word. Yeah. Hate being mind- do What does that mean? Just paying attention to stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There. Are, what are jail words? There's some jail words that I hate. Uh, 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 Yoga. People. You don't like yoga? <laughs> you go, yeah, you go to jail for you, saying yoga. <laughs> what are you, Hank Hill? <laughs> yes, I told you. I grew up with him. There you go. I grew up right uh, next to him. Right there uh, in the cartoon. People Everybody. used to say moist was a word that they didn't like. Oh, the but, ladies? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Moist seems fine. I um, checked in again, and they said it's cool now. It's cool now. Uh, fistula. 
But th- that's more because of what it is. No, you than can't. The word. You can't ban that because we need to know sometimes if that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cloaca. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. That's a pretty disgusting word because of what it is. But even the word itself is disgusting, cloaca, because it brings to mind like a, a biological, a strange biological Cronenberg hole. You know, put it in my Cronenberg mm. hole. <laughs> I muted. I muted the word justice on Twitter, which is interesting. <laughs> so you're not seeing any of Batman's tweets. I'm not seeing anything about Supreme Court justices either. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. Or, um, uh, or the concept of justice. <laughs> the concept of justice. All of our tweets about the concept of justice are going unheeded. I'm not interested in it. I don't want to hear no. about justice. Um, but also, you're excluding the tweets about people uh, who are freaks that don't ask for water. They say just ice. And I'm also not ice. getting any updates about the French band, Justice. Oh, no. What will you do? Um, I, that music was very popular and very influential. That Cross album. Everybody loves that Cross album. Yeah, they did like Fancy. that. Fancy. Kind of like 2007 or 8? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right around that time. That's I just think earlier we were before, in college. Like we just went to college. Yeah. Uh, sexy French techno. Uh, yeah, we are doing the French techno. Uh, it is different from the American techno. It's funkier. Because the French, we are capable of greater sexuality. You know, well, greater sexuality. American and techno, all of our hair. Yeah. American techno is weird. It always has that like weird R&B vocal styling going over top of it. You don't like that? So what you're saying is you hate black people. Uh, no, I like that. <laughs> I like that vocal styling when it's on R and B music. You don't like it in techno music, though. You, when it is a, the when it is appropriated it. into techno. <laughs> what are you talking? When what, what is it? Yeah. Uh, when white people start putting it into their Abletons and their, <laughs> and their digital audio workstations. Yeah, uh, it'd be funny if somebody tries to say that Ableton is a white thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You use Ableton? That's a white thing. Oh, my God. No. Uh, but, you know, black people did invent techno. Uh, Chicago house music is uh, the brainchild of, you know, guys like Frankie Knuckles. Uh, and, you know, that's that's how culture develops in America. That's America, man. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, that this cultural... Want to get really deep into the weeds about cultural appropriation, Stephen? Okay, let's start with Scandinavia and England. <laughs> yeah, this boy, they stole all of our pretty ladies. <laughs> they took all of our pretty ladies, and now we've just got Sue over here. Would you like to fuck me in me pussy? <laughs> yeah, and then the revenge is 200 years later, all of yeah. the ugly-ass English come back and make, by force, turn the Scandinavians Catholic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty bad, yeah. That's pretty bad for the Scandinavians. That's what they do. I thought you were going to say turn them ugly. I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to fuck you until you're ugly again. Hmm. That's a cool phrase. Fuck until you're ugly again? I'm going to fuck you until you're ugly. I'm going to fuck you until you're ugly is a pretty yeah, good that's phrase. That's cool. I'm going yeah. to use that for my book called um, 100 More of the Shades. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, talking of shit, I did come up with like a snappy line the other day that I have no forum to say other than in this because it's like, 
It would be something to use when you're arguing with somebody. And so what I would say, Honey, you're more insincere than a eulogy for a pedophile. That's what I would say. Because that's an insincere eulogy. You know, no one cares that the pedophile died. You know. I don't know, maybe some people do. Family, friends, you know. Sure, you know, sure. people who were close to the pedophile, loved the pedophile, you know. Maybe a beloved uh, pet. Who is the beloved pedophile? Who is the most who is the most beloved pedophile? Jimmy Savile. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>